Hi everyone, Ryan Luke here. Welcome to Pastor's Middle Kid, the podcast where I get to share about my life and what I think about it. Last week's podcast was a lot less about me and more so about Youth Street, which is a youth ministry that YWAM Newcastle runs and something that I love being part of every week. This week it didn't actually happen because the School of Innovative Youth Ministry, as well as the rest of the Youth Street department that runs the Youth Street program every week, was actually in Townsville at the YWAM Together Conference, which was a gathering of YWAMers from all over the world to celebrate what it means to be united as a YWAM global family. Next week, I hope to have somebody that was at the conference join me on the podcast, and then we can talk a little bit about what happened, because I'd love to hear about that as well. So yes, U Street did not happen this week. What did happen this week to me was uh, I was hit with another bout of illness, which was similar to the illness that I battled with a couple of weeks ago, in that it was a cold or flu, but it looks slightly different, which means it was obviously a different strain of this type of virus, which meant that my immune system wasn't fully prepared to tackle it. Yeah, this sickness came upon me on Wednesday morning, which meant I was out of the office from Wednesday through Saturday. I don't think I'm going to be 100% by the time this comes out, but hopefully by Tuesday, when the work week begins again, I will be ready to go. Yes, it's sad. I don't like being out of the office, especially missing out on doing work of any kind. I feel like if I was maybe dealing with some kind of gastro bug or an injury or something that prevented me from going to the workplace, that I'd still be able to do some kind of administrative work or something up at our hostel. But this has meant that I have not been able to think clearly, carry out a cohesive conversation or comprehend exactly what is happening around me. Plus this type of virus spreads very easily through surface level germs. Uh, that means things that I touch with my hands, if I've coughed or sneezed into my hands, or things that I talk into, for example, telephones that I would be calling people on the other side of the world on, uh, sharing them with different people in the communications department here at YWAM Newcastle would spread the germs very quickly. In fact, there were a number of us from the communications department that all spent some time out of the office this week due to illness, which leads us to believe that it probably was passed through the telephones. Um, obviously not through the telephones. That would be an incredible super bug of some kind that could electronically transmit its viral DNA. But no, I'm, I'm talking about a, a surface level, talking into a, a handheld telephone and somebody else using that same telephone, holding it up to their ear and mouth. I think that'd be a pretty quick way to spread some germs, don't you? So yes, I've had sniffly nose and then blocked nose. I've had a, uh, a swimming head, as well as a lack of energy, and most recently, a lovely mucus chesty cough. Oh yes, it's glorious. I'm not really enjoying this, but you know, there are, there are upsides and there are downsides. Uh, I think some, some medicine that I took a couple of nights ago to help me get to sleep, um, 
caused me to wake up the next morning very, very groggy. I spent the entire day feeling and walking, moving and talking very slowly to the point where I described how I felt as uh, I feel like an ant. For those of you that know Lord of the Rings, you'll know that I'm talking about Treebeard and his kin. Uh, For those of you that don't, they're like giant tree people that shepherd the trees. Uh, but something that Treebeard, who's the main ant that you interact with in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, something he says is, don't be hasty. They speak very slowly. They are very slow to come to decisions. And that's exactly how I felt the other day when I was walking around and say I needed to decide how to move my hand or... Um, how many times to blink in a minute, those decisions came to me very slowly, as well as my words. They came out extremely lethargically, I suppose. And then the next night, I chose not to take that medicine to help me get to sleep, and I still woke up feeling groggy. (laughs) So maybe it wasn't entirely the side effects of the the knockout sleep medicine. Eh, I don't know. Something that did happen was I woke up this morning, and this is Sunday that I record this, mind you, and this is the fifth morning in a row that I've woken up feeling ill. The difference was this morning I felt absolutely incredible emotionally and spiritually. I mean, I woke up on top of the world, and then I sat up, and then I lay back down (laughs) because I wasn't feeling great. So, yeah, I I got up and I was having a shower and everything was swimming around me. I had a bit of vertigo today, actually. It was kind of interesting. It kept me on my toes, or at least it kept me on the balls of my feet and then my toes and then the balls of my feet. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) As I was having a shower, I I was singing hymns. And it was just one of those days where I woke up saying, this is a fantastic day, but I felt so out of it that I couldn't get to church (laughs) and then later on one of my friends asked me to go to the beach and I said "Ah, you know what I feel like I'm supposed to just stay home if I wasn't able to go to church this morning then I'm not able to go to the beach even though some fresh air might be good for me I think I'm just gonna stay in and rest now I completely understand this concept that Sometimes when we're sick, even if it's something that God doesn't necessarily want us to deal with, he might use it to teach us to rest or, as some might say, to force us to rest. But see, I have qualms with this idea because I don't believe God wants us to be sick at all. Even when we're sick, I think he's thinking, I want this kid to be well. I want my child to be well and healthy. And I don't like at all they are sick. It doesn't mean that he's not finding a way to work things together for the good of those that love him. No, no, no. I'm just saying he doesn't like sickness. Sickness is a result of the fall of man back in Genesis 3. Therefore, it is not part of the abundant life that God brings. If Jesus brings life and life abundantly and Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy, then I do not believe that God causes anyone to become sick and even the idea that god allows people to become 
sick or he allows people to die, I don't really agree with that either, just because I know that in essence, God is life, God is wellness, God is health, then I don't believe that he uses that as his plan A to teach us anything. I reckon he's got a different way of going about it. And the fact that maybe something that I've done this week in sharing telephones with people that were getting sick, and then that's caused me to get knocked out of action, then I can see that he can work this together for his good somehow. But I also believe that maybe his plan A was for me to be well this week and to contribute in some other way. Even somewhere like in the book of Job, where these people are killed and boils are on Job's skin, all this type of stuff, which is apparently God's allowing that to test Job. I don't believe that that was God's intention. I, I believe that Job allowed that to happen. Job allowed that to happen, mind you, because he was afraid that it could happen. And that fear, if you want to go by Star Wars logic, Fear is a path to the dark side. And being afraid of something allows Satan to take a little foothold, and then that foothold becomes a stronghold, and then he gets to do what he likes, as long as we're afraid. But if we have faith, faith in God, who is perfect love, and that perfect love casts out that fear, and that fear was what gave Satan the authority, and that perfect love is what takes away his authority. And that perfect love and having faith in God who is perfect love is what gives Jesus authority. So I firmly believe that Job had all that stuff happen to him because he was afraid of that very thing happening and that it wasn't God's original intention for that to happen. But when people die, and I, I completely understand this way of thinking where they say, ah, oh, well, God could have stopped it, right? Well, maybe. Uh, and doesn't the book of Job say the Lord gives and the Lord takes away? But was that not Job's understanding of the situation? He is a man, it's like us, doesn't really understand the big picture. All he knows is that his family are dying. He has boils, all his possessions are gone, all his friends hate him and are telling him to curse God and he refuses to do it. And so he doesn't completely understand what's happening. Therefore, in that moment, he says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Does the Lord take away life? Does he? Well, if John 10 is anything to go by, where Jesus says, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, that's Satan's territory. Therefore, if somebody is killed, if somebody dies, is that not the work of sin? The work of the thief, Satan? I would say yes. Jesus came that we may have life and life abundantly. So if somebody dies, I don't believe that it is God who allows that death to happen. I don't believe that it is God that initiates that death, that signs off on it. But I know his character and I know that he is love and I know that he is life. Therefore, if somebody dies, he will receive their spirit. He will receive them, but he's not the one that will make them die. Sorry if this got a little heavy. I understand if you don't agree with this point of view, and I even understand if I haven't articulated very well, you have to forgive me. I haven't been feeling particularly 
articulate over the course of this week. So this is all tying back to what I believe about sickness and that it is not something that God signs off on. I don't believe this is something that he wants for us. And if you listening have a condition or you know somebody that has a condition or a terminal illness, I don't want what I'm saying to come across as me not caring. All I know is that Jesus is life. And all I know is that Jesus brings healing. And I don't know why we don't always see healing when we pray for it. Maybe sometimes it's like what it says in the Bible where it says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Maybe it's not an immediate recovery. And other times it is. And I've been witness to God's healing power immediately. As soon as we've said in the name of Jesus, something has happened, something's changed. I've seen legs that were too short become the right length and then that's fixed people's backs. And I've seen people's broken shoulders get healed and and I've seen headaches disappear, migraines, all this type of stuff. I totally believe that happens and I don't know why it doesn't happen all the time. I don't get it. All I know is Jesus and I don't get everything about Jesus. It's impossible for me to get everything about Jesus and I find the more I get to know him, the less I know about him. (laughs) Maybe we're not supposed to know everything. Maybe we're just supposed to know someone. Last year when I was on staff at YWAM Newcastle, I'm pretty sure I took like two sick days off the entire year. And here I am in my first month back at Youth With A Mission Newcastle. And I have had two weeks, all up nine days, where I've taken off work because I've been ill. And this irritates me beyond the fact that I'm ill and incapable of doing things to my potential, I feel I have a responsibility to my work, to my co-workers, to God that I'm not able to fulfill while being sick. When I was younger, I can remember being sick, having a having a sick day, or as we Aussies say, chucking a sickie, in a way was kind of cool because you got to stay home and you got to play Game Boy or play Nintendo 64 Or in my case, it was read the Pokemon handbook or be on Microsoft Paint because I used to do that. And it also meant that I didn't have to do schoolwork, which meant I didn't get any more homework if I didn't already have any. So there were were certain perks for sure. And you got to eat what you wanted from the cupboard at lunch. I mean, I didn't have to have peanut butter sandwiches at lunchtime. And my recess could last all day. It was pretty cool. When I got older, however, particularly in year 11 and 12, when schooling began to matter, I remember I didn't ever take a full sick day in year 12. I was a school captain for one, so I felt like I had some kind of moral responsibility to upkeep some kind of standard for appreciation of education or some bogus like that. I also had this feeling of responsibility to my own grades and stuff. And if I stayed home from school, then I'd be missing out on potentially some important information that I wouldn't be able to regurgitate at an examination, which would lead to me not getting a higher grade, which would ultimately cause me to believe that that would stop me from getting into university, which would stop me getting a degree, which would stop me getting a job, which would stop me getting into whatever I wanted to get into. And ultimately, I wouldn't have gone through with university and maybe I would have been in YWAM sooner. I don't know. Who knows? That's an interesting thought. But 
As Aslan says in Prince Caspian by C.S. Lewis, no one is ever told what would have happened, but anyone can find out what will happen. But anyway, I didn't really stay home from school in year 12 in particular, year 11 a few times definitely. And once I got through to university, I mean, obviously you're making excuses for staying home from as many lectures as you can and only doing assignments and then handing them in and only coming in for tutorials sometimes. And you know, it's, it's a different world. When it came to working at YWAM, I feel very much like I have a responsibility while being here and even a calling, if you will, that I'm following from God. He has definitely indicated this is where he wants me to be and what he wants me to be working on. Therefore, I feel like if I'm not able to do that, then in a way I'm kind of failing or at least not reaching my potential. And that makes me a little upset and irate. But of course, that's a little bit irrational if I'm rendered incapable of getting out of bed i'm not exactly in a condition to be calling people on phones and if i have zero clarity in any form of verbal articulation it's kind of hard for me to be understood by myself let alone people over the other side of the world through an electronic signal that's been transmitted and retransmitted many times to reach their ears. All of these thoughts scream through my brain every day that I'm sick. Normally within five seconds of waking up, I know whether or not I'm able to go into work if it's this type of cold or flu thing. A good indication of that is whether or not when I sit up, I have to lay back down because I have sat up too quickly or I just don't find that my brain works well enough for me to get up completely all in one go. <laughs> Throughout this week, my range of activities that I've been able to do has been understandably limited. I was unable to do work-related activities. I wasn't even able to do anything administration-wise for my job, like sifting through people that need to be called, inquiries that need to be answered, all that type of stuff. I couldn't follow any of that. And I wasn't able to do anything physically because I was on the point of exhaustion the entire time. I might fall over if I try and run. My lungs will not be able to cope with strenuous breathing right now. So I couldn't really do much. I ended up for a couple of days sitting on the couch in one of the common areas playing Nintendo 64 while listening to podcasts. Multitasking, great, I know. I was able to beat gym leaders in Pokemon Stadium or beat bosses in Donkey Kong 64 and get gold bananas while listening to seasoned musicians talk to other seasoned musicians about a whole variety of stuff and it was pretty cool but I wasn't able to do anything beyond that so I was able to listen um, it didn't mean that everything was really staying inside it was kind of passing in one ear and passing out the other that's kind of how it went for me this week. So when it sounds like I was having a lot of fun, I wasn't really. I definitely would have preferred being able to do my job and to call people, even the ones from countries where they don't typically speak English. Uh, I would have preferred to do that type of thing instead of sitting on my bottom playing Nintendo 64, listening to podcasts, because it's my job. And that's what I signed up to do. That's what God asked me to come to Newcastle to do. And I wasn't able to do it and it didn't feel good at all. <laughs> 
Now, as I mentioned before, I woke up one morning feeling like an ant, and that lasted throughout the entire day. It was weird. I was kind of walking around in this zombified state of being where I just couldn't think. <laughs> and I couldn't speak, and I couldn't move very well. And everybody that looked at me knew that something was wrong. Normally that happens anyway, because I'm a very expressive person with my features, and if I'm having a good day, everyone can see it. If I'm having a bad day, everyone can see it. So there are upsides and there are downsides. I mean, if you don't want to show people that you're going through something emotionally, then being like me isn't always the easiest thing to do. So a convenient time to go through some emotional trauma is actually when you're on the verge of being sick or while you're sick, because then people will look at you and say, oh, how are you feeling? And you can say, oh, I feel horrible. My head is so stuffy. And inside you're going, my heart is broken and I want to cry. And then outside people are just thinking that you want to cry because you just feel horrible physically. But no, the issues go deeper than that. So a tip, if you're like me, then this is a great time to go through trauma. Um, but all joking aside, I don't want people to be going through trauma, but it's something that we all go through as humans. Um, so my condolences if you are, in fact, going through something that is not pleasant currently. So during my end day and the day following, I wasn't really able to do anything, and I couldn't even focus enough to play Nintendo. Guys, did you hear what I just said? I couldn't do the most brain-dead activity I can do because my brain was so dead. That was weird. I ended up asking Jesus for some kind of inspiration so I could find something at all to do. So I pulled out my manuscripts and my maps and things for fantasy novels that I'm planning to write. And I began writing. It was the strangest thing because for months and months I've been trying to figure out exactly where to begin and how to get certain plot points on the map so that I could get the story going and have some kind of direction for the whole thing. And it wasn't until I was brain dead and my mind was working at half speed that I was able to begin planning effectively. It was the strangest thing. And I love that it started. I started typing and this is so exciting. Beyond the exciting developments in my fantasy world, I haven't really done a lot. If you can't tell from this entire ramble, I don't have anyone on the podcast joining me today because I don't want them to be in close proximity with me in case they get what I've got, which is not something that's good to get. Something that did happen at YWAM Newcastle this week, community-wise, uh, that I was able to mm, not really participate in because of my physical condition, was while the majority of the leadership team here at YWAM Newcastle was up in Townsville for YWAM together, we had about two-thirds of the usual base population around. Because we didn't have Youth Street this week, we got to knock off work early. Again, I didn't because I was already knocked off. And there was a slip and slide that happened in our backyard and a barbecue and we all had dinner as a big loving family. Something that I always find quite entertaining about the slip and slide is not being part of it. 
because I just never really found too much enjoyment in it. And on Saturday, I was definitely not in the right headspace to be throwing myself at the ground and sliding, which is, in essence, what a slip and slide is. You run, throw yourself at the ground in order to slide along the bumpy ground off the top at the end onto the grass. Yeah, it's fun. The next day, people ache all over and they have bruises and they can't move and then they complain and they don't know why they're sore. And I just showed them the simple facts. You threw yourself at the ground and slid. What do you expect? Then they always do it the next time. Just because, I, look, I don't know. Isn't the definition of insanity repeatedly doing something and expecting a different result? Look, I guess it was insane for me to wake up every morning because I kept on waking up expecting to be well. <laughs> Didn't happen. But yeah, my spirits are high. You can rest assured that I have been resting. And even just that, the idea that God might use this to teach us to rest. I was resting before I got ill last month and then I got ill and I rested through that and I rested after that before I got ill this time and I've been resting so I don't think it was God's way of forcing me to rest I think I've been doing a pretty good job something else that I've found interesting about being ill and uh, it happens every time and to everyone is people find that they have this maybe a moral responsibility perhaps even a unspoken permission to offer their wise, sage advice. For example, uh, make sure you're eating oranges, drink plenty of water, have a lot of sleep. Don't do anything too strenuous. Uh, stay home from work. Don't do this. Do this, do that. Look, I did all that. I ate oranges. I made sure I had plenty of vitamin C, drank a lot of water. I had tea. I made sure I was having other multivitamins and taking some medicine as well. I had a lot of sleep. I was out in the sun a lot. Yeah, definitely didn't do anything strenuous unless you call unless you call working my thumbs to try and beat Giovanni's Tauros strenuous. Something that did happen that was pretty cool Nintendo-wise was I finished Majora's Mask again. Yeah. The problem was I finished it right before I got sick. <laughs> Which meant I wasn't able to work through Majora's Mask while I was sick like I did a couple weeks ago. So I just think this whole notion that we have this ability to offer sound advice to people that are not in the same situation is really interesting. And look, I was reading The Silver Chair by C.S. Lewis the other night. Um, I've been going through the Chronicles quite a lot. been reading them to some people on base. I like reading aloud. In case you haven't noticed, I do like chattering a little bit, and I'm rather good at storytelling. Hopefully you've picked up on that. Hopefully I've been telling my stories kind of engagingly and informatively. Other people on base seem to think that I am rather good at storytelling, and I have a particular fondness for the way that C.S. Lewis chose his words and put his stories onto paper. So it's my joy to read them aloud and to put on character voices and things. Anyway, I was reading in the silver chair right near the end. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but let's just say some people needed to be dug out of the ground because they were underground for some reason or other. And uh, once help had been brought and there were dwarves and moles that were digging, doing their thing, helping to get these poor stranded people out from the underground. There were bears and owls 
that were watching on, offering their advice. I mean, I could imagine bears kind of knowing a little bit about digging, but most of the time they spent above ground and owls. I don't know an owl that has ever dug a hole or been very good at it if they have tried. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that these bears and these owls were offering their advice about digging when neither of them had a terrible amount of experience on the subject. And the moles and dwarfs obviously knew what they were doing. They thought they were being a wonderful, marvelous help, but really their energy would have been better spent doing other things like preparing supper maybe i found that an interesting parallel to being ill yes i did all that i could and yes i appreciate your concern but no i was not after your advice but thanks so this is mainly what i've been dealing with over the course of this week i hope this has been an interesting look into ryan's sick mind no not into the sick mind of ryan um, <laughs> I don't think I worded that particularly well. This has been a look into the ill mind of... That still doesn't sound good. <clears throat> Sick brain. Yeah, no. Ah, I'm digging myself a hole. Oh, <laughs> look, there I go. I'm sorry about all that. I hope it got a chuckle out of you. <laughs> it definitely made me chortle a small amount. <clears throat> Which is more than I can say that I've done over the course of this week. Mm, I've had a rather humorless week due to the fact that smiling has come slowly to me and humor has not come particularly naturally to my lethargic brain. Come Tuesday, I should be back in the workplace and hopefully all the mucus will be out of my lungs. Although, I, yes, I understand that biologically there's need for some mucus to be in there anyway to catch things, uh, but excess mucus hopefully will be out of my lungs by that time. I hope you've enjoyed these sick musings of Ryan Luke Winslade. In this last week, I did indeed start writing a blog. And I understand that some of you might like reading blogs and may not necessarily like listening to podcasts overly much. Look, if you've actually checked out ryanlukewinslade.blogspot.com, then you would have noticed that a lot of what I've said today about illness was actually covered in my article, which was entitled, Apparently This Sickness is to the Glory of God. So I hope you've read that, and that should have, and this podcast should have given you a better understanding of my tone as I wrote that, although at the time I may have been slightly cynical and a little annoyed at people's advice and all that type of stuff. But... I feel a lot better emotionally as I record this podcast and uh, hopefully you'll be able to read it in light of hearing my chipper voice. Now these blog posts probably will become a regular thing on a variety of different topics. It will not replace my podcast, please understand. It might be material that I can use. For example, in this one I've spoken a lot about sickness. But really, that's just because that's been my entire week. In the future, I might put up a post and say, read this, and it'll give you a little bit of context for what I talk about in the next Pastors Middle Kid podcast. In that way, I hope to kind of link them together and maybe even write up a review blog post about each podcast. And that way, if you're kind of on the fence about whether or not to listen, 
then you can read the blog post. And if it's something that interests you, then you can listen. Because the last thing I want is for people to click on a 40-minute podcast and think, oh, man, I just do not want to listen to this guy ramble and enjoy the sound of his own voice, which I do to a degree. (laughs) But I also have to listen back and edit everything and then play it through in real time. So I get to deal with it a lot more than you have to. (laughs) But in case you haven't noticed, I'm a verbal processor. And I really enjoy it because it helps me cement exactly what I think. So, this is the end of the latest Pastors Middle Kid podcast. If you're interested at all in helping me continue this podcast, it actually costs me about 15 Australian dollars a month to do this through the website that I do it through, which is one of the cheaper deals that I've found in this website, Podbean, works very well. If you wanna keep hearing these podcasts, I would love it if somebody would like to give $15 a month. And breaking that down, it's about $3 a week, and that isn't much. That's like paying $3 for an episode of Pastor's Middle Kid, which I understand may seem like a lot, but this is my main outlet of keeping people updated about what I am doing with my life and what God is doing in my life and through my life. I really enjoy it and I trust that you do too. And if you've gotten this far in the Pastors Middle Kid podcast series or even just this episode, then I trust that you've at least appreciated the art of podcasting, (laughs) hopefully. If you want to keep hearing these podcasts, please, any financial help would be wonderful but even more than that every month here at ym newcastle my staff fees are about 500 dollars. so any financial help monthly would be amazing even if it was five dollars and please don't hesitate to message me it really would mean a lot in investing in me you're helping to invest in the community of ym newcastle which is investing in the city of newcastle so there's a ripple effect here If you want to help me out, then you're in turn helping a lot of people out by enabling me to continue what I'm doing. Thank you so much for listening to Pastors Middle Kid. I'm Ryan Luke, and you are wonderful. Bless you.